The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, Episode 72. General West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hello and welcome to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate's movies and series, including SG-1 Atlantis Universe and more. I'm Father Corey Stika. With me today are Lisa Jones and Victor Lambs. Howdy, Lisa. Hey, Father Corey. And howdy, Victor. Ka ke ka, Father Corey. Before we begin, I'd like to invite you to join our Discord server. We're having a lot of fun, and you can join in and with uh, uh, discussing all our shows. Get your invite at sqpn.com slash discord. All, in, all are invited to join, even if you're not a Patreon patron. Also, you can go to sqpn.com slash merch to get your t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and much more, including Secrets of Stargate and our other shows. Today, we're discussing the first ones, the eighth episode from the fourth season of Stargate SG-1. Daniel Jackson is with SG-11 and Robert Rothman on P3X888, a planet thought to be the origin of the Gwauld doing some archaeology. A young Unas, the first species used as host by the Gwauld, captures Daniel and drags him off. Dr. Rothman was able to get back through the gate to alert the SGC, so Colonel O'Neill leads SG-1 and SG-2 to look for Daniel. Meanwhile, despite being dragged all over the planet and almost being infected by the Gwald larva still living on the planet, Daniel attempts to better understand and communicate with the young Unas, who he names Chaka. Nevertheless, Chaka takes Daniel to his clan. As all this is going on, Tilk realizes that some members of the search team have been infected by Gwald larva and is able to trick them into revealing themselves. Dr. Rothman and, and one member of SG-2 turn all glowy eyes and are killed by the remaining members of the SG teams. Eventually, SG-1 shows up at the Unas clan in time to help Shaka kill the alpha male to protect Daniel and so that Shaka can become the new head of the clan. So since last time I picked on Lisa made her go first, Victor, <laughs> what did you think of this one? I, I actually really like this episode. We get to see a lot of the different SG teams how they operate. There's some cool archaeology happening in the in the first segment where they they dig up a, a skeleton of a Gould queen. There's some intrigue with the origins of the Gould. They don't have Naquita in their blood at this point. Maybe they're not, uh, you know, symbiotic or parasitic at this point. Maybe they're just a normal species. And then we meet uh, a Unas who has a lot more depth than the previous two Unases that we've seen. Um, really good performances all around. You know, you know I, I really like this this one. A lot happens in it. I think your summary was was very good at making it kind of easily digestible because there is a lot going on here. But mm-hmm. this is, again, probably like one of my top 20 episodes, maybe. Mm. Maybe top 15. I like it. Mm, very good. How about you, Lisa? <laughs> Uh, no, I hate this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Victor. I really was hoping that when I watched it back this time, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I was so wrong 22 years ago. No, I still hate it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I feel like it was written into Michael Shank's contract, like episode just from, you know, Daniel. And so here it is. No, I, I just, the whole Unas, Daniel Jackson, Shaka thing, I just want to fast forward. No. <laughs> I can't really explain it. It does not do anything to me for me. I just, yeah, I'm like, wake me up when Carter gets to blow up the sun. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> Is that coming up soon? Oh. I think it's next one. <laughs> Is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm a little more with Victor on this one. I I, I liked it um, mainly because it, you know, it, again, advances the mythology of the, the gold quite a bit, you know, talking, you know, finding out more about him. Um, of course, I, I love, you know, Tilk shooting the, his his staff and killing the, 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 the larva right out of the air, just not even looking, no, no look blast, you know. <laughs> but um, no, it's it. Other than Daniel, you know, who's Daniel? Uh, I I, I kind of like this one as well. Uh, but we do learn a little bit more about the Unas. We do learn more about the Gauld, uh, where they come from. And of course, of course, you know, my first thought was, okay, you're on the planet the Gauld are from. Is there a chance that maybe there's still some of them left <laughs> on this planet? Yeah, I mean, considering that their camp, their 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 dig site is three hours by foot. From the Stargate, you know, they've they've mm-hmm. established that. So they've seen a lot of territory here, but it really is one or two maybe pools where the 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 Gould live. Mm-hmm. Part part of what makes this up ep- I mean, this episode would not work if Dion Johnstone, who we've we see repeatedly across the series as various aliens and stuff, mm-hmm. if he was not so good and able to convey so much emotion beneath that uh, you know, the prosthetics and the mask. This episode would have fall flat on its face. Um, it's written and directed by Peter DeLuise. I'm I'm not sure this may be the first one that he's written, but mm-hmm. I just sense a lot of like you know Peter DeLuise behind the camera, telling the actors you know how to react. There's there's humor. There's there's pathos. Mm-hmm. There's you know wonder on the face of uh, Chaka at some point when he first realizes that Daniel can can communicate and. And if you just watch uh, Dion Johnstone's face, like underneath yeah. all that that makeup and that prosthetics and stuff, it's 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 really it's really a really good performance. Yeah, I'll agree. He does yeah. a fabulous job, and the makeup is—I mean, Stargate's come a long way from season one. Yeah, and some of the uh, yeah. makeups and the the way they made their aliens look. So I will give kudos on that because that that really made it. Um, that that was not why I didn't like it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when we, last, job. <laughs> when we last saw the Unas and Demons, it looked like a kaiju, like a like a you know Toho product Godzilla movie yeah. production. And now we <laughs> we see uh, Chaka, which I think has to be a reference to to Shaka in the Darmok um, episode yep. of Next Generation, where they can't communicate, and Daniel never figures out what Chaka means in this episode. It, it, it tends to be like an invitation or an invocation of some sort. Um, mm-hmm. it's not the creature's name, but we'll refer to him as Chaka. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's it, not only do we get to see the the costume in full daylight, but we also get to see it in rain, like it's raining in one of the scenes too. And I'm like, wow, they actually put their makeup and prosthetics out in the elements, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree, definitely agree with that, that part of it. I, oh, it was kind of disappointing. It wasn't James Earl Jones voicing the Unas again, but. Oh well, you yeah. know, you only get that once <laughs> and we got that right off the start. So and, and by the way, I looked it up this is Peter Deloise's first writing credit oh, for cool. SG1. Okay. So 
from here on, he, he actually writes quite a few episodes per season, but this was his first. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, and, and the fact that he played multiple Unases, you know, that when they got to the cave where their clan was, he played all of them. Oh, did he really? Just, oh, I wow. believe so. And just in front of a I green screen so. popping out more and more. Yeah, I mean, you could tell the ones that were in the back that were, were that those were green screened in. I mean, those look mm-hmm. pretty, pretty bad, but. Uh, no, I'm sorry. There was one other person, uh, Vincent Hammond, who played the, the chief uh, den or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think all the other little ones that he played as well. So it, it's you know he could do different parts and and just kind of feed them in. So it was no, that was that part was good. But I I, I still um, Daniel was just kind of like get a little irritating there where he's <laughs> playing with his recorder talking about all this stuff. It's like really. <laughs> I did like when he when he had the radio and he's like. Oh, this is a radio. It's so I can talk to my friends and they can shoot you, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> and then instead of like doing like the, the, you know, the sensible thing, which would have been just like hold down the talk button and mm-hmm. then just kind of like put it in your pocket or something so they can triangulate mm-hmm. your position or something. Um, you know, he tries to, to alert them. Uh, but there's, there's a lot going on and, you know, I think we come back to the planet of the Unas at some point or a different Unas planet learn a little bit more about their culture and stuff but you know there's there's a it is cool because we have this completely alien civilization they don't speak english like everyone else in the galaxy does apparently yeah (laughs) and not only that but they evolved on the planet where the gould evolved so there's this whole thing going Mm -hmm. on it's like are why are they not all hosts why you know why are some of them independent why do they like hate and hunt and eat gould heads you know and play catch with uh the par- you know, yeah. toss the parasite head. <laughs> One of my favorite moments in this uh, this episode here. That was kind of that was kind of fun to yeah. watch. You know where they start throwing at each other, and then he gets offended when Daniel threw it threw it in the fire. Like, <laughs> no, don't do that. That was your yeah. supper. I mean, yeah. every every parent has played uh, non uh, ka non ka right with their kids at yeah. some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Non is the uh, unas word for for eat, and ka is the yep. word for no. No. And uh, we get to see it when when Daniel brings out his little protein bar and is like, you know, nah, nah, and and, and yeah. like, don't say ka until you've tried it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then you then you uh, he, you know even makes a and this is how I met my father in law mm-hmm. just exactly like this. with the exact. <laughs> that was a nice little nod to the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, it was chocolate bar there instead of a, or you know, it was it a. Which I can't remember what kind of chocolate bar it was, but of course it was a sponsored mm-hmm. thing for the movie. Um, but this wasn't, you know, they didn't have a sponsorship of a chocolate bar, so they had to use some little nondescript yeah. food <laughs> something. Food substitute. Yeah, and like dates and uh, walnuts mixed together or something. Yeah. Actually, it didn't look too bad, but who knows what it was. <laughs> um, and of course, in this, we also get to see the return and death of Dr. Rothman. Oh, haven't yeah. seen him in a while. <laughs> yeah, this that was that was not that was they did not do right by that character. Granted, okay, Jack didn't like Doctor Rothman, so maybe for I him don't... as a character, it was satisfying when he got like shot at the end. But Jack just got shot him a whole bunch of times. But you know, when when he died, my kids who were watching it, you know, they're age like seven and nine. They're like, oh, I like that guy. Like, why did? Oh, yeah. Daniel didn't even <laughs> like that guy. I, well, you know, like I, in the beginning, and they're they're arguing about digging up the fossil, and I mean, Daniel's just like rolling his eyes, and well, I, I did like how sarcastic though he could be. Like yeah. you, know, you know, Jack would ask him a question, and he go, "Oh no, are you sure? 
No, of course I don't know. What the, are you asking me? For, you know. <laughs> well, and and he does explain that he's because his he's an archaeologist. He uh, he says he you know he could give me like a, a ten thousand year old skeleton. I could tell you what they had for breakfast. But but people who are living today are just too recent, which is a really yeah. good line. You know, it's, you're just too recent <laughs> for me to understand you. And yeah. <laughs> and I did like how at the beginning he makes like the kernel of SG eleven like go for water. He's like, no, no, no. Do you want, do you want water? I'll, I'll get more. I love ordering these military guys around yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I I like Doctor Rothman. Um, you know when 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 Jack wakes him up out of a out of a sound sleep and asks him about Hawkins and says like, you know, does he seem like like different? And and Rothman's like different. You know, weird, weird, odd, odd. You know, it's just like this. Yeah, I can understand <laughs> I'm why. Still why, waking why, up. Yeah, why Jack yeah. doesn't like him. You know, if this episode had been done in like the Atlantis time frame, he would have been a recurring character. He would have been part of like the yeah. Atlantis expedition that every six episodes you would have checked in with Rothman to see how he's doing. So yeah. you can see him and Rodney sparring. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting yeah. that he's supposed to be Daniel's backup. We only see him three times and he's already gone. Yeah. So and I don't think we get another one. So I guess they'd. As many times as well, we got Jonas Quinn, but yeah, Jonas I, comes kind of. Fills I mean, as in. many times as Daniel gets in trouble, you think they would have had you know somebody else around. <laughs> this is a really good but Daniel was, episode. I mean, this is probably like one of the if you like Daniel Jackson, this is like probably his premiere episode. Mm-hmm. I, I would say because he gets to kind of showcase who he is. Yeah, and he gets to talk a lot, an archaeologist and cultural <laughs> expert or whatever. Well, they do keep him in character. I mean, yeah. it, everything he does is in line with who he is on the show. Yeah. The curiosity, the, you know, he's, I read something online. Someone said he was ruder to the doctor in Watergate last week, the scientist, Marina Sanchez's mm-hmm. character, than he is to Shaka. You know, he's, he's just so curious and I'm going to figure this out and let's yeah. do it. And that is completely in line with how we've seen him. Oh yeah, this is a new culture to learn. This is something yeah. new to figure out. This is a pu- you know, Shaka is a puzzle to figure out. Even I think he even kind of says something like that. Not another yeah. military no, it, person. It doesn't matter if you're U.S. military or Russian military. If you're just a person in a military, you know, yep. capacity, yeah. Daniel's not going to relate to you very well. But he's yeah. not terrified for his life either. He, he's like you said, it's more of a puzzle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I did get a kick out of the, the, the names of the, the fossils, though. They picked, was it Brutus and uh, Julius and Cleo? Yep. Mm-hmm. In other words, Julius Caesar. Yeah. And that was a really good, yeah, like naming them all after like ancient or, you know, classical hu- humans. And that was a really cool kind of prop, the fossilized remains of the, mm-hmm. you know, non-parasitical Gould queen. So I, th- I thought that yep. was really cool. And then the fact that they would test like the bone fragments for Naquita as well, and they don't really mm-hmm. dig into too much about like what that means. And I think that when it was was it Colonel Hawkins who who was like one of the um, you know one of the first people we knew was was possessed by the symbiote. And the fact that yeah, the fact that he's just kind of like flat effect zombie out there, and you're wondering, it's like, well, are the Goulds on this planet separated from the Goulds? In the system lords, they have no genetic memory, maybe. And so when they possess mm-hmm. a human or something, they're just kind of, you know, zombified and can go through the motions. But then Rothman yeah. has been full, you know, full capacity, you know, pulling it over on the humans for who knows how long. Right. Right. Yeah. Major Hawkins. It yep. was an interesting concept with not having Naquita, the fact that this was the original mm-hmm. planet. 
but correct me if I'm wrong, we don't really ever dive into all of that, do we? Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you, Sam and Teal can't um, sense a Gould because they, mm-hmm. there's no Naquita. I mean, that could have been, it's kind of like when we were talking about the Zatark detector and now that the Gould can brainwash you and yeah. here, now you can't detect them, but we don't, it doesn't go anywhere. No, this is yet another thing that um, comes up of, oh, we got to watch for this. We got to be concerned about this. And we never <laughs> hear about it again. You know, like the high tones for a certain race and the, 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 this, the invisible, the Ritu scanner and all this stuff mm-hmm. that we never hear about again. Yeah. I just wonder if they were try, you know, trying to figure out what to do with the Gould this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, 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 we dive a lot into the Gould mythology and Gould capabilities, but we don't see the system lords here yeah. unless they're like the only time we've seen them now is like in a flashback where we saw right. Kronos, right? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we hear about them that they're still out there. They're still affecting the universe and everything. They're just not affecting where the SG teams are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Makes me wonder if they were after dis- well disposing of Apophis again how many times was it more of a okay let's figure out where we're, we got the replicators now but we've only seen them briefly so are we you know what are we doing with the gould are we trying to find mm-hmm. a new bad guy bad girl we're trying to try to develop them more so that they're mm-hmm. you know they are more of an interesting uh enemy especially with these other threats that they're developing yeah because i'm i'm looking ahead and we don't really see them Mm-mm. until what Episode 13, The Curse. So, because hmm. Tangent is back to more Apophis stuff. But again, we don't see him. Yeah. Exactly. I, I do like that we see more of, like, the Gould in their element. You know, not just parading around as, like, you know, wearing the, the human suits. And what we see of them on this planet is actually pretty terrifying. Like, they can jump out of the water and, like, glide <laughs> with their little, you know, fin yeah. wings. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's pretty scary. When Daniel, like, tries to escape through the water, he's like, I'm going to get away from Chaka. And then all of a sudden it's like, do, 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 do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Chaka grabs it and Daniel has no idea what he's doing. He, like, breaks it in half, smears the blue blood on Daniel's face. Mm-hmm. And Daniel's like, okay, am I a warrior now? Or, like, am I Braveheart? <laughs> and then, and then it, and, but no, he's still going to be the sacrifice, the rite of passage thing. Cause that's why yep. Chaka has taken Daniel. And even the scene where, where Chaka takes Daniel and, like, there's the airman loader who, you know, we don't see before or after this because he's, he's dead now. But he, well, he unloads. Dies, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> he is quick on the draw and, like, basically unloads into Chaka with, like, a full magazine. And, um, you know, Daniel gets to do his Andralic. He's, uh, Andro- you know, in the lion thing and pull the bullet out of his his hand. And it, there's just a, a lot going on here. And, and it's it's really fascinating to watch. And, you know, there's humor. There's... There's, you know, horror elements to it. There's mm-hmm. that puzzle, like linguistically, what's what's going on? You know, um, why, why is Daniel being led through this cave with all these cave paintings that show, you know, the Unas fighting the Gould, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, the Unas carrying, you know, the, you know, Chaka paints the painting and shows that Daniel is going to be killed or sacrificed, <laughs> and. Uh, which which sets up like I think the one of the funniest moments here where you know SG one is hot on the heels of Daniel and Teal you know the the expert tracker runs into the cave and says this way yeah. and uh, they all run yeah. over and Daniel has written in charcoal on the wall this way literally with an arrow pointing and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> Jack goes like you're good to Teal 
<laughs> so, I mean, there's that was a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. Although yeah. Daniel does like five sw- swipes on the, the wall and it's this perfectly written out this. Yeah. We don't see what he's writing when he's writing it. It could be like a pictograph. It could be anything. You kind of get the impression it's an arrow. Yeah. Yeah. So there's 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 some there's some really funny uh, bits in this as well. By the way, uh, the actor who played Airman Loader was Todd Scott, who was Michael Shanks uh, stunt double. Oh, OK. Oh. So this is whenever you see Daniel get thrown around or whatever. This is the guy who actually did it. <laughs> oh, that's good. I didn't know that. So we got air yeah, he literally only killed. shows up in this. He was yeah. part of that team. And of course, it was the airman. It wasn't an officer. It was the enlisted well, figures. Major Major Coburn gets temporarily demoted in this one, too. Uh, like Major Coburn, who's, uh, you know, Steve uh, uh, Beckick's uh, character, um, you know, Jack comes through and calls him a sergeant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. But uh, <laughs> wow, that's a big demotion. <laughs> yeah. But we do get the the uh, introduction of, I think, one of the main characters in the show. And that's the uh, the the uh, the P90 mm-hmm. as, oh, as, yeah. as their main uh, their main yeah. kind of like, you know, submachine gun uh uh, firearm replacing the MP5s that they they'd used up yep. to this point, and that becomes like mm-hmm. the iconic, like Stargate, you know, field weapon for for several seasons. Right. And actually, because of this, they they couldn't get enough uh, ammo for it because mm-hmm. they were using it, like the real people who were buying these guns couldn't get enough ammo for it because SG One was using it for their show. <laughs> yeah, it uses a what a five point seven millimeter uh, round or something. I think that's yep. that's um. Yeah, so not not a standard five point seven by two twenty eight millimeter. Yeah, which is, you know that's different than the standard like five five six or the uh, that the uh, AR fifteen slash M sixteen uses. So yeah. it's, it's an oddball ammo. So they buy up basically SG one bought up all the ammo for, you, for these guns, and you could see and where no they else could get them where they didn't have it early on because the uh, the P ninety has a, a translucent magazine that sits on top. It's like it sits horizontally on top of the the um, you know the you know, the assembly there and you can actually see like where it's translucent and there's no ammo in it. And then we're yeah. later in the episode, it's translucent and you can see the ammo in it. So it's a uh, kind of funny there as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They even flat out say we need P nineties. I mean, it wasn't even a, Oh yeah, well just whatever's available. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> we're, we're going to get this. We're going to make sure this name gets out there so that there's an advert advertisement for the, the manufacturer, you know, yeah, Heckler and Koch or whoever it is. I don't I don't know, but um PN, uh Fabrique Nationale, all the Belgian our, our favorite Belgians, uh yeah, that was it. But um yeah, Ian McCullum on Forgotten Weapons is a pretty good YouTube channel if you want to learn about oh, like old a lot of fun. Like old weapons and stuff, and he does a really good one on the P ninety. So Yeah, he he's very very interesting because he really gets into the history of it so much yeah. more. Of all the all the weapons that he covers. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. That's a yeah, that's one I definitely recommend. He's 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 fun. He's fun to watch. But then, you know, of course, we've got we've got the two teams and oh, yeah, we got to block the Stargate until now the, you know, the other team members got hurt. Now they have to just go back, go grab them and get them back to get them back to camp, you know, back to SGC. So forget blocking this, you know, protecting the Stargate. Yeah. And of course, it's SG1 is the only ones that are actually finishing the mission. (laughs) Yeah. SG11, I think, is pretty much wiped out after this. Right. I mean, SG11's wiped out. SG two um he has a you know mate or captain griff or whatever gets shot Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. the staff weapon that rothman grabs but 
So SG two comes through it okay, but SG eleven I think is pretty much wiped yeah. out after this. Yeah, yeah, they, they they are because uh, the just blanked on his name the the one that became infected. Hawkins, both the one that became yeah. infected were so they uh, they both uh, Il Hawkins there because Major Hawkins and of course uh, Doctor Rothman uh, they were both part of SG eleven and now they 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 were the last ones standing. So they uh, nothing left. No no one part of that team left. So yeah, once again another team lost. Yeah. The only team you want to be on is SG1. Yeah. <laughs> I can't look at a package of zip ties the same way after, after this either. <laughs> because uh, Teal'c, you know, gives, throws a, this, a package of zip ties at Jack and says, okay, tie everyone up with zip ties. Because they, they, he suspects that, you know, there may be one or more Goulds in their right. number, yep. but they don't know who it is. And um, so Jack zip ties them and then, um, I guess zip ties himself or teal zip ties him and then teal says i'm going to go follow i'm going to find yeah. uh daniel but it's just the yep. ruse he's really just waiting off off stage <laughs> to yeah. see who uh breaks free first and uh and jack is joking says like you know okay anyone here who's a ghoul raise your hand and of course at that exact moment major hawkins goes right. and breaks free from the zip <laughs> ties yeah. and raises his hand and uh you know teal comes out and says haha i was just waiting off stage and shoots him <laughs> and then at that exact moment they say hey wait a minute rothman you have like a big zip tie mark on your hand like you were trying to get free too and rothman goes like not a very smart move on the gould's part but you know we can probably excuse that because these are like prehistoric gould goes haha i'm also yep. a gould and then <laughs> jack gets to gets to shoot him a whole bunch of times which I think Jack wanted to do, but still, it's not really, like I said, yeah. the character. <laughs> not cool way to do it, though. Yeah. I will say that whole interchange with Tilk and Jack was was really great. You yeah. know, that whole, oh, what did he say? I'm sure you wrote it down, Victor, where he says, like, well, what if, what if I'm not me? And then he says, well, then I wasn't talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. What, what if I'm not Jack O'Neill? Yeah. And I'm not talking to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, that was a really good, you know, where they're kind of confused and. Teal'c's like, well, no, I'm going to tie you all after, up. Of course, Teal'c says, you know, trust me, you know, you yeah. know they'll yeah. trust me, you know, trust I know me. what I'm doing, um, which is always the wor- worrisome thing, unless it's Teal'c, apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then, you know, afterwards, uh, Jack, you know, of course, Jack is like, oh, you were just sitting there waiting for him to show up. Indeed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, of co- but of course, that's a silly question. Oh, and when Hawkins first breaks free, then Jack's screaming for Teal'c. Yeah, yeah. Tail, tail, tail. I know you're now. here. <laughs> yeah, and Sam gets to be the voice of like logic. She gets to be Spock and says, "It is logical that if one of us is a ghoul, right. this would make the most amount of sense. We should be tied up." And then, so I, I did like kind of how that played out. It's like tie everyone up, send the two people at the gate to retrieve them, bring them back through the Stargate. Doctor Fraser can mm-hmm. run her ghoul mm-hmm. scan on them. Um, you know, provided they make it that far. But of course. Of course, Teal'c's plan was just they'll reveal themselves way before then, and I'll just come out and shoot right. them. Yeah, yeah, it, well, yeah, it worked. <laughs> and well, it is interesting though that the, these gold, because they were primeval or they're not as developed as the gold that in, inhabited the system lords, they um they didn't act anywhere near the same as, as gold. The other gold we know do, you know, because they they did allow the host to maintain control or seeming to maintain control mm-hmm. until they had to. You know, until they felt they needed to show themselves right. taking control. And that was kind of interesting. So we didn't hear the Gwald voice or anything like Mm-mm. that. And we don't know how long Rothman was golded. Yeah, when he well, ran back I, through the gate the first time to Earth, was he a ghoul at that point? Or was it right. later when he came back on the planet and was near the lake? It had right. to have been later because if, I mean, 
I would think if any gold made it to the SGC like that, they would have revealed then because, you know. Well, again, but they don't know, those gold don't know what SGC is. They don't know who Stargate, the Stargate teams are, you know, because they're, they're not connected with the system lords. They're not offshoots of them. Yeah. So, that was, you know, that's, you'd think that's probably how it was originally that they, were, they weren't just parasites. They were probably more symbiotic at first with the UNOS, but then as they learned more and developed, they became more parasitical than mm-hmm. yeah. symbiotic. And, and, and that also sets up kind of like the dichotomy between the UNOS who were, you know, the very first UNOS who were taken over by the Gould, went through the Stargate, left and became, you know, ultimately the system lords and the UNOS that were left behind on the planet who said, I don't want to, I don't want that to happen to me and basically right. shoot like kill on sight any ghoul that they see jumping out of the water. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, th- I think that that's really cool. And then yeah. the whole well, episode, well, well, Oh, well, go ahead. I was just saying that's, that's why the cave was so important because that's where they hid yep. from the, the, the gual larva was in the mm-hmm. cave. They knew that, that they couldn't, the larva couldn't get into the cave. They couldn't reach that far. So they were safe there and then could go out and hunt them or whatever. Yeah, and that and that the whole episode kind of is about Chaka's we'll call him Chaka character progression to the point where he does make a choice at the end, you know, am I going to turn Daniel over to my clan or ask the the main head guy that Daniel can join our clan, which I don't know what that would have meant, but it didn't sound good <laughs> for Daniel either way. Well, um, you know, and 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 the the main clan guy is like, "No, he can't join our clan." He's not a Unas. And then, um, yep. you know, SG-1 runs in at that point and Daniel's like, no, no, don't shoot. Let's see how this plays out. And it's only when Chaka's threatened by the, you know, the main head Unas that uh, SG-1 like unloads. And then Chaka, of course, becomes the the new alpha. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was like very interesting progression on uh, Chaka's now, point there. Now, admittedly, some of this was assumption, though, on Daniel's part, because he said, <laughs> well, he assumed that he was being taken for supper, that he was yeah. going to be eaten. And then he assumed that this was was sure. Chaka trying to in you know bring D- Daniel into the clan, you know instead of just merely protecting him, you know making sure that Daniel didn't end up in the stew pot. Yeah, I think I think when he saw the the cave paintings and Chaka like very said like this is you because I'm gonna like scratch your face and put your blood on the wall. This is you. Here's me. I'm carrying you, and you're dead. You know. Yeah. At that point, Daniel's like, oh okay, I see I see how this goes. But at that point, Chaka's like, oh you know maybe. Maybe my worldview can be expanded here, uh, and and so we we come back to that uh, later. But I actually the scene at the end where Chuck is taking over Alpha Male and killing him, I actually thought that was pretty violent for Stargate. Mm-hmm. It felt out of out of tone yeah. with the show. It got a little dark. It got a little. Uh, it was a lot of rather than just he kills him. It was a lot of bashing and. I don't know, a little more graphic and violent than I feel like Stargate usually is. Oh, I didn't mm. notice it so much because it was just two guys in rubber suits, you know. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was Godzilla and With green you know, blood. King Ghidorah or something fighting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's their way, right? So they they are a, a very, um, you know, physical species and stuff. But what really struck me at the end is like, as he's like walking and he does like this pose at the end where it kind of looks like Sasquatch and that, like, you know, that famous faked uh, footage of Sasquatch and he looks back and he goes, Shaka. And then he like <laughs> takes off and then, like Daniel's yeah. like, and they're like, what does that mean? He's like, I have, I don't know what it means, but I think I've been invited to come 
come back and find out. So, yeah, I'm glad he didn't <laughs> join the the clan because yeah. <laughs> I think he probably was too, to be honest. But of course, yeah. we, we we see Shaka later. He comes back a couple more times. Mm-hmm. So this isn't the last we see yeah. of, or hear yeah. of him. I guess my take on some of this was, I think Daniel just made it all up. <laughs> I, I'm not sure he was reading it all correctly. I think he just does what he wants to do. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, Daniel's I think, like, sure, this is what's going on. And, in in the confines of like a 42-minute TV show, <laughs> you know, this, this isn't a full movie like Enemy Mine with like Louis Gossett Jr. and Daniel Quaid where they have like two hours, which is what this is based on, right, where the, where the two pilots crash and they can't communicate and eventually they they learn to communicate um i think within the confines of a 42 they they set this up like okay we we know what non means we know what ka means we know what keka means we don't know what chaka means and that's okay because that's the central mystery of the show so within the confines of like a very you know where they have to still have teal and and jack shooting things i think that you know I can cut them some slack on on that where they don't necessarily have enough time to to spell it all out, but I, I like it for definitely for what it is. But definitely don't don't join his clan. Oh, and I do like how uh, like so he's wearing this this necklace of maybe mm-hmm. like teeth bones or some sort of bones or Gould. You know, Gould have those little like mouths that go Argh! and they have like these little fangs. Maybe it's like Gould fangs or something. And you think it's just ornamental, like. These are all the kills I have mm-hmm. or something. And then mm-hmm. it actually turns out Daniel surmises. And again, this may be something that Daniel made up that <laughs> he wears it to prevent the Gould from like digging into his neck, you know? So that's, yeah. Yeah. I actually liked that one. I thought, but then I thought, okay, now SG, SG teams need to take a note and yeah. start wearing things around their necks. Or body armor. Yeah. Well, why do you think yeah. like the serpent and the Horus guards wear those things right. that cover their necks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even though they're Jaffa at some point. Jaffa, they don't have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Anything else? I, I did look up the foreign uh, oh, yes. titles. It's, it's not exciting. I'm just, you know, not going to, I'm going to put everyone out of their misery. Okay. The French called it primitives. The Italians <laughs> called it. <laughs> the first ones okay. <laughs> spanish what <laughs> <El primo uno>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the spanish is the first ones czech is the first hosts Ooh. hungarian the first ones russian the first ones uh the germans the unas oh yeah very yeah very yeah, yeah. <laughs> What can you say? One thing I did like, uh, Daniel, where he's he's helping uh, remove Chaka, the bullet from Chaka's hand, mm-hmm. and he says, "I suppose it would." He says, "I suppose it wouldn't help to to mention Androcles and the lion, right?" And of course, that story, if you if you for those who aren't familiar, that's the one where the man ro- removes the thorn from the lion's paw. The lion has a, a thorn stuck in his paw, and he removes it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to become friends, supposedly. Yeah. And then later on in the uh, Colosseum. The lion, Androcles, is, is going to be devoured by lions, and the lion pounces out, and it happens to be the same lion that Androcles uh, removed the thorn from his paw from. And the lion goes, yep. well, that's Androcles. He's my, he's my buddy. He's my buddy. I can't eat him. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so presumably they kill Androcles a different way. I don't know. I don't know how that story well, sure. yeah. I, yeah, I don't know either. There's another lion in the notes version of it. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, Victor? No, I, I I actually I like this episode. There's a lot going on. We, we see three SG teams in the field, which we hardly ever see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at this point in the show, 
you know, the Unas have been kind of like this wild card. They're kind of like the Boba Fett of the show. You know, like, what do we know about them? We don't really know anything about them. And now we learn a lot more about them, you know, but we don't learn too much, which which is good, too, because, you know, if we'd learned too much about the Unas at this point, uh, you know, it would have spoiled the mystery. But we're, we're left with uh, maybe more questions than than we had coming into this episode, which is which is good, too. And oh, did we good. see Peter DeLuise have a cameo? I don't think he did unless he was like in an Una suit or, you know, <laughs> was was the guy with the fishing rod pulling the, the, the Gould puppet through the water when it was like, you know. Yeah. And it was no, obvious he's, he's like somebody's list- just reeling that in. <laughs> yeah, he's not listening to having a, a yeah. cameo. Um, and he, he might have been somebody like in the back or, you know, that you don't see, but you just can't see a glimpse of. But mm-hmm. he's not listed as an actual uh, posi- or actual actor, star or whatever. So his cameo was writing the episode, I guess, this time. Yeah. Yep. I did read that the character Loader was named after his wife's name. Remember, she was on oh, the other Anne side. Marie. Yeah. Anne-Marie Loader. And mm. that's, I guess, yeah. before they got married. So I did read that that's where that character got its name. Well, awesome. Awesome. So you have uh, just going to grab some real quick feedback here from Discord uh, before we finish up. Uh, to encourage you again to join us at sqpn.com slash Discord to join the conversation. But uh, yesterday, at least yesterday, as we record this, the Zinger wrote, I just listened to the Ergo episode of the podcast, and at one point you guys were wondering if Tilk drinking coffee was a gift. <laughs> it is one of my most used gifts. You can find it on Discord and Facebook just by just searching Tilk coffee. Awesome. There we go. So there you go. I if you want to find that great picture of him chugging down the hot pot of coffee from Ergo. <laughs> Just search Tilk Coffee. And if there's any entrepreneurs in uh, Brooklyn who want to know what to name their new coffee company, their new coffee roasting company, Tilk Coffee would be an excellent name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'd like to take a moment now to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Kristen R., Deacon Gregory W., Nancy K., John S., and Hans G. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows here at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or other wonderful podcast apps. We're also at YouTube at youtube.com slash Media. To find previous episodes of The Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate. You can email us at our email address, which is stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash Media or on Twitter at SQPN. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing Scorched Earth, the next episode of SG-1. Until then, Lisa Jones, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thanks, Father Corey. And Victor Lambs, thanks to you as well. None. Thanks, Father Corey. <laughs> at least he didn't say no. You're right. <laughs> And once again, I'm Father Corey Stika. Thank you to listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? <laughs>